Welcome, dear listeners, to a, another fine episode of Beyond the Red Waste presents After the Movie. I think we've stopped considering changing the name, right? For this, we're not changing the name. Right, For right, the right. other podcast major, we're, we're still considering changing the name. So, hello, folks. It's been a couple weeks since we have come to you, since the ending of uh, Game of Thrones. And we apparently weren't the only ones jonesing for it, because uh, Mr. Charlie Dance showed up in the movie that we were uh, watching this evening. <laughs> in a delightful little role, which was uh, lovely. So, uh, we have not spoken a little bit. Very, very little. We mentioned, we mentioned like two or three little things. But we wanted to be able to come to you fresh. Right. Fresh from the movie. Mostly, the movie, mostly we, we don't want to talk to each other, so we can catch each other... When we enjoy something that the other one thinks is stupid, and then we can judge that person. Yes. On the recording. I'm just saying in general. Okay. Bob, what did you... Well, first of all, we went and we saw the new Ghostbusters movie. Yes, Ghostbusters 2016. So, the first thing I think that we should uh, talk about is uh, how it is impossible to fairly criticize this movie now. Um, There's actually a very interesting article on uh, Polygon... Mm-hmm. Uh, either today or yesterday, that uh, touched on this. Um, well, first off, sure. um, since this is a, a movie, and you, if you don't care about Game of Thrones, but you came across our podcast, and you don't know what we're about, um, we this is not a review of the movie. No, per we just kind of talk. We're going to talk about it. It is completely spoilery. Um, so even though this first topic is more about something else, just want to get that out of the way. Um, but with that said, yes, it is going to be incredibly difficult to criticize this movie without looking like a misogynistic douchebag. And the only thing that kept me from leaping to my feet and uh, screaming feminism in the theater was the worry that some jackass was going to shoot me in the face. Yes. Because, I don't know, I was a little antsy during the movie. I don't know if you noticed that. I was genuinely worried someone was going to burst into the theater and just open fire. Uh, well, this was a genuine worry that I had, uh, uh, and the fact that uh, I had that worry is so disturbing. Upsets me so fucking no, much. No, and, and, and that every time we go to the movies anymore, I mean that's certainly, well, they have the warning at the beginning now. They have the warning at the beginning, and if you see anyone standing around and they're standing a little too long, right? Or, I get very like, ah, oh, we're gonna die. And it's okay, it cool. just sucks that we're at that point. And exactly, you know, but you know what? They they told us to look out for Magneto, and I didn't see Magneto. Right, so, so we ended up being okay. We were. Though, we if were. somebody does open fire in a theater, you want Magneto there. He's stopping bullets. As long as you're a mutant. I mean, you gotta hope you're a secret mutant then. And to be fair, I think we all think that. It's true. So. It's true. So, um, no, yeah, so we're just gonna kind of talk about it, and I think that everybody who reviews this movie this weekend, or the reviews you see tomorrow, are gonna have to touch on that. Because it's like, you know, if I do have any criticism of it, I'm not a misogynistic douchebag. Because this movie, when it was announced, was met with a hailstorm of uh, hatred. Because, you know, us horrible women, we're, we're, we're coming for your jobs. We're coming for your movies. God damn it. We're coming for your fucking childhoods. Even Bob the Dog thinks so. Yeah, right? I wasn't even alive when the first one came out. I've never seen it. I'm only six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's very true. It's in, you know, I think um, one of the things that, you know, kind of crossed my mind 
when you first saw that, you know, it's an all-female cast is... It's not an all-female cast. There's it, well, men's no, in there. No, no, no. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. You, the core... Your principles, your four mains are... Are women. all women. Um, the one worry I had with it is that it would be so overtly, you know... Too uh, reverent, the first one? Not too reverent the first one, that the, it would be... There would be too many basically political statements that, okay. you know, and, you know, I think because my problem with that is that I think the best way to, for any group to kind of empower themselves is to just go out and do stuff and, you know, go and ma- do comedy. And do- and while there were a few points in the movie that they touched on, like there was that one little joke that was like, no bitches ain't going to be catching no ghosts or something well that was like a direct like mention of the comments i right. like that because it was a commentary right on what was happening it was you know it wasn't like, the whole movie wasn't about oh look we're women we're no doing it was it. just we're just doing this right, we're just doing it and that i thought was the best way to do it well and if i may like when i first found out about melissa mccarthy when she was doing that uh, mike and molly show it was just oh fat lady a fat guy okay great that's wonderful i've never seen mike and molly so i can't really speak to it but we recently watched spy and that was another movie that I thought had um, previews that really played to the lowest common denominator. It's like, oh, look, Fat Lady fell down. <laughs> that's, right. That's funny. But then we actually watched it once a few people told us, no, it's actually hilarious. And that movie's fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. So when we saw the, pre- the trailers for this, we were like, that looks terrible. Yeah. But not because... Because, I mean, spoiler alert, if you've listened to any of our fucking shit, I am... Yeah, Erica's a feminist. <laughs> Scary. Terrifying. Um, but, so I was, like, stoked that they were doing it, but on the other hand, I don't like Hollywood remakes of shit from the 80s. Well, and there's the big problem, right? Because if, if, if you had, like, a new IP that was um, all women... Um, like a supernatural, like, all-women, like, comedy movie. Right. Come all in, be, let's do this. It'd be directed, but now you're doing it in the context of a pre-existing IP, which the first movie... Is perfect. Is, yeah. It's a perfect movie. And Ghostbusters is just because they went in, and you had, like, an amazing cast, and Bill Murray's just like, I don't give a fuck, he's just having a good fucking time. And it's just, it's great. Right. It's infinitely quotable. It, it's wonderful. So we both say we're both fans of the first one. Right. I think the second one is a steaming pile. They made the second one? You know, they did. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, I heard a rumor, too, that they made an Indiana Jones 4, but I'm sure that's from, like, the deep net, and it's oh, not something that actually right, right, happened. Right. Okay, so okay. I, I could have been, it could have been some sort of uh, uh, alcohol-induced hallucination, or I may have enjoyed a little bit uh, too much herbal refreshment uh, in my younger college days and uh, hallucinated the entire thing. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I think it's going to... If you don't like the movie, it's going to be very hard for you to criticize it without being... Without sounding like a douche, especially right. if you're a guy. I which is unfair. It's not... Because not everybody is like that. No. Now, some of you out there... Might be massive misogynists and are just pissed that, oh, he's raping my childhood, which is, like, a stupid fucking thing to say anyway. Because it's not like we're watching a Transformers movie here. Right. But just, yeah. So, uh, that all of that pretense, we've been talking for eight minutes and haven't even gotten to the movie yet. Right. Bob, what did you think? Just real quick. 
Did you like this movie or did you dislike this movie? I'm really surprised how much I like this movie. I am in the exact same boat. <laughs> I'm not going to say I loved it, but I really, really, really liked this movie. Uh, yeah, no, I really did. Uh, I, I, you know, I found myself laughing out loud quite a bit. Right? Like, more movie. so... Well, that's what, when we were driving home, I was like, you know, I think I'm finally sold on Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Because when we watched Spy, I had absolutely no, like... And maybe that's the key. Maybe you just need to come in a movie without any, like, ooh, hopefully this will be good. Just, yeah, I got, no, whatever. It's a fucking movie. We're going to go because we want to have something to talk about for the mm-hmm. podcast. Let's just go see. Well, and, and we, I mean, like, we saw the trailers. We, uh, Those we, trailers the were The trailers bad. were not good. The marketing for this movie was not good. Oh, because they're playing to the lowest common denominator. It's like, oh, look, fat lady fell down. Oh, weird lady with glasses being weird. Oh, the black lady said something funny. Like... And I was worried about that going in, and you really don't... Well, I mean, um, Patty, a little bit. You get a little bit of... There's uh, a little bit, yeah. There's still, like, you know, there, there's some problems. But I overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the way we subverted some of the more typical tropes that you usually well, see. And it's like, okay, everybody is like... And I wonder if, you know, coming off of ostensibly a successful movie, Spy, if... Melissa McCarthy. Oh, she's done other stuff and, since then. But. Right. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Paul Feig. Uh, is that how you say it? I don't know. Uh, Feig. I don't Feig. Know. The Feig. Paul guy. The Paul dude. The Paul. bridesmaids guy. Paul. Um, you know, I think uh, as they're more successful and she's been doing well, they're giving them a little more freedom. Right. You guys know what you're doing. Go Please ahead. continue. Because right. I didn't like bridesmaids. That much. I didn't like it as much as everybody else did. I think yeah. when I watched it, everyone's like, oh, it's like The Hangover, but for chicks. And I was like, yeah, but I like The Hangover, and I am a chick, so. Right. I, I thought... I, th- I should watch it again. I thought Bridesmaids was a little too lowbrow um, in a lot of places. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that... I liked them showing, like, ladies doing poop humor, though, because we don't get that a lot, and it, sure. that made me happy. But, you know, I did really like Spy. And I really like this. Yeah. Um, like, genuinely shocked how much I like this movie. Yeah. Because like, I was sitting there like, oh, okay, here we go. We were laughing out loud within the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and Now, was there anything that you didn't like about it? Um, there was... There was some... You know, and I'm trying to remember exactly what... It, there was something, like, probably about two-thirds of the way through the movie that I was kind of... Eh. I can't remember what it was, though. See, I didn't like the parts where they were, like, reverent to the first one. Like, why? I, Slimer? Okay. Don't really care. Don't I thought need it. It was a little ham-fisted. And it was very much like we're putting this in here because the studio told us to put this in here. It felt like a very tacked-on scene to me. It's like, oh, stop the car! What's going on over there? Yes, it was. It was definitely tacked on, but I, liked, I didn't find it was that egregious. Eh, that it bothered me. I was just kind of like, okay. And the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, while that was like a cute, like, oh, okay, like a nod. I was like, eh, you didn't need it. You know, the, the, this movie didn't need to, like, it didn't need anything from the first one. It just I don't think to, it, it, it didn't need it, but I don't think it took away from it. And I thought, you know, I, I actually enjoyed the State Puff Marshmallow Man. I thought that was funny. I was like, ah, I know him. Right. You know, and it, it's, it was, I thought, um, I thought almost everyone 
on the cast was funny. Oh, for sure. You Everybody know, had, like, their moment to shine. You know, in the first movie, the mayor, he's, you know, he's very serious. There's a crisis. <laughs> in this movie... <laughs> what does he say? It's, um... <laughs> It's Andy Garcia, which we were like, oh, oh, oh that's God, beautiful. Yes. That's amazing. He's like, they come back, like she, uh, Christian Wig comes running in, and she's like, oh my God, no, you have to evacuate the city, you have to evacuate the city. Please don't be like the mayor from Jaws. Do not, Do not compare, compare me to the mayor from Jaws. Jaws. He gets like, he's very even killed and cool through the rest of the, he raises his voice and gets so angry. It's amazing. Oh, that, He yeah. plays it perfectly. Yeah, um. He was really funny. Uh, the uh, before we get into the main cast, uh, just the, you know, you had um, oh the Perf characters were wonderful. the Perf characters were all great. Matt Walsh and Michael K. Williams. So Mike from Veep and Omar from The Wire. Yes, uh, I'm trying to be proper here. It's, it's, people don't know people's names. I well, I was going to say who they were. Were you after? Were you? I said their real I don't names. Think you were um, Omar coming. You know, they were funny, nice, like, good dry humor. Oh, for um, sure. Uh, Charles Dance. Oh, Charlie! <laughs> Showing up at the beginning. It was outstanding. Um, and then... Um, oh, should we talk? Let's talk cameos then, too. Yeah. Um, so you had... Um, we all knew Bill Murray was going to end up showing up somewhere. Right. Well, you got Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Ooh, and... Dan Ernie. Aykroyd got fat as hell, man. Yes, he did. And Ernie Hudson all showed up. Um, and I can't remember her name. Uh, the receptionist. Mm-hmm. She... Yeah, she was, um... She was the hotel receptionist. Right, the hotel receptionist. Right. Um, you know, so they, they all got in there. Sigourney had a great line, though. What was it? Uh, warning lights are for dudes. <laughs> warning lights are for dudes. Like, yes. Um, they were all great. Shall we take a moment before we get to our four mains to appreciate... Chris Hemsworth in this movie. This was easily the greatest role I've ever. Well, seen. and it's nice to see him because we're used to seeing him as Thor, Mister like serious and like. Blah, blah, blah. He had a couple moments of levity in that first Thor movie when he's like throwing the orange juice down another, you know. But you don't really get to see him like just going for it. Yeah. They just pulled him aside and were like, "We just need you to act really fucking stupid." <laughs> you just got to be the dumbest. You just you just go for it, honey. You just go. We're going to throw the camera on you and you just go. And it was amazing. Cuz I was fully expecting that, you know, in that scene where he's showing the logos that it's going to swipe across and then eventually oh, the Ghostbusters right. and it's actually like how we got to the Ghostbusters logo. I thought that was uh, the nice thing about this movie is every time you think you're like, "Okay, so we're going to go this way." It kind of it doesn't I mean, that's not to say it isn't, like, fairly predictable, because it's still a summer movie. Yeah. But there's moments in it where it's like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. That's cool. Yeah, and, and while it does follow, I mean, the major plot points of the first movie, um, it it's not the same movie. It's not at all, which I appreciated. Because mm-hmm. as soon as Chris Helmbrook walks in, you're like, oh, okay, so it's a Granny Weaver, huh? Just going to do that? All right, fine. And they don't really do. They do, kind of, toward the ending, but... Not in the, the same way. No. No, in the, you know, it's a different kind of humor. It is. From the first movie. Yes. Which I think they needed to do. If they tried to replicate the humor, it would have failed. Well, they went into it knowing exactly what they needed to do. Because you can't replicate the humor because it's just... No, it's not going to happen. You need to do your own thing. You guys have your own style. Stick with that. You're fine. 
Uh, we also have to mention that they did have the uh, bust of um, um, Remus, Harold Remus. Oh, did they? I yeah, that. when they were at Columbia, because of course, um, what's her face's character? Uh, Christian Wig is trying to get tenure at Columbia University. That's where, like, yeah, she gets fired from there by uh, Charles Dance, and it's just as amazing as you would think it would be. When he's walking out, they have a bust of him okay, in the hallway. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. That's what... it's pretty cool because he's gone. So right. Um, I, I will say one thing, um, and. I've, you know, I watched one kind of like a a, a pre-talk about the movie. I've I've seen it, I've read a couple of things, um, and you really get the sense, and rightfully so, how emotionally collected or connected so many people are to Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. and like is I've heard a lot of discussions about past filmmakers and stuff. Um, people get really emotional talking about him and you know he really wasn't young he was 69 no yeah that's not you know it's not a young age to, it's not old but it's still, not still you young. don't like it's it's hard it's when still, somebody you have an right. emotional connection with goes yeah even if you don't know them right and it, it just kind of um and, you know just as an aside it's just kind of remarkable i think it speaks a lot to who he was mm-hmm. as an actor as a filmmaker well, think about how, like, hard it hit people when Bowie died. Or when, um, Alan Rickman died. I mean, maybe Alan Rickman was just for me, because I was, like, obsessed with Alan Rickman. <laughs> but, you know, no, you, like, there are these people out there who you, who either create media that you enjoy, or you hear their story, and you really connect with them. Like, um, the little kid, uh, Connor. Mm-hmm. Connor McCulloch, that, like, was a huge Daniel Bryan fan, got to meet him, because we have to talk about wrestling and everything. And then, you know, got to go to WrestleMania 30 to see Daniel Bryan win the title, and he passed, like, two weeks later. It's like, I cried more about that than I have at, like, relatives' funerals. You know? You, like, you get attached to people, even though you've never... It's an emotional connection, and that's what, like, art does. That's the point of it. Right. Um, But no, and it's one of those movies that the original Ghostbusters wasn't supposed to be anything special. Right, it was just supposed to be this dumb little comedy It was a goof, but it's endured, let's, what was it, like the 30th anniversary this year? Something like that. Yeah, that's insane. Or was it last year? I think it was last year. I think they said it came out in 85. Okay. Um, Great year. Great things happened in 85. (laughs) Um, But no, Chris Hemsworth. Oh my god, he was amazing. With the fucking hot dog thing. <laughs> well, it is also National Hot Dog Day. It is. I found, I've, I've remembered this like halfway through the day. I got a very excited... Uh, Holy shit, it's National G-Chad Hot Dog Day. G-Chad message. Um, yeah. But no, Chris Hemsworth, who's... You know, he was funny and just being an idiot. And, yes. you know, it was... I thought when... Um, oh, what was his name in the... What was his character's name in the movie? The villain... Um, you talking about the EPA guy, Dickless? Who no, no, no! In this movie. Oh, oh! I don't know. He was the little. Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm terrible with names, but he's been in other stuff. He's like a bellhop at that uh, the hotel. Neil Casey is his name. What was his name in the movie? Is it Donnie? No, it wasn't Donnie. You sure? I'm positive it wasn't Donnie. Let's see. We got it. Oh, I have Wikipedia up right here. 
Well, I have IMDb. What's the actor's name? Neil Casey. Rowan. Rowan. There that's it. Yes. Because now I can remember because it's like the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, anyways, before I go off on too much of a tangent. What? A tangents, uh, that's our thing. It's true. Um, you know, when, when he was possessing Chris Hemsworth, you know, there were a lot of great lines in there. Oh, it should have worked out more when I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that said, let's go on to our main four. Loved them. Oh, they were wonderful. I think I, my favorite was uh, Kate McKinnon, who played Holtzman. I thought she stole the show. She was outstanding. And she I really liked uh, Leslie Jones, too, mm-hmm. as uh, Patty. I thought she was great. Very solid. Because you see, like... And they do take the formula from the first movie, where it's the uh, the three other ladies are, like, the scientists who are, like, doing the work, and then there you have, like, the every guy, the every man, the every woman who kind of, you know... Right. ...ends up hooking up with them. And I thought she did a really good job. She's mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah, she was. Um, you know, and I'm not the biggest Kristen Wiig fan... She has grown on me. The more she's been away from SNL, because mm-hmm. she had some really annoying characters on that show, and it really <laughs> became kind of the Christian Wick show, like the final couple years she was there. Right. She's really kind of, yeah, I, I'm kind of all about her in the movies. Yeah, and much, I much like, I, and I like that they did, you know, essentially, they weren't the exact same characters. No. They weren't one-for-one one characters Mm-mm. at all. Which was also smart. Right. Um, but they do still have, like, you have, like, the, if I may borrow a, um, example from the League, you've got, um, the Securities Committee in the Greater United Nations, where you had, uh, Melissa McCarthy and Christian Wig were kind of the, the two friends who had kind of fallen off over the years, but then are kind of reunited at, uh, the BU pub, which was, like, kind of hilarious. And then you've got Holtzman, who's, like, um, Melissa McCarthy's... Uh, you can tell how much we liked her character. She's the only character that, like, her and Patty. I don't remember uh, Melissa McCarthy and Christian Wiggs' characters' names. No, not at all. Aaron and Abby. That's right. Um, and they were good. They were so great. Well, they were, but there's just... No, I know them. That's Wig. that's McCarthy. I don't know that I've seen Kate McKinnon and other stuff. I don't think I have either. Well, if I have... If well, I have, I'm not. I'm not remembering it. But right. she was. She was a highlight. I guess she was on SNL. I haven't watched SNL. In Ooh, years. the Angry Birds movie. Oh, mother of God! I mean, I, you need a paycheck, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing else that I have seen. So. Because Leslie Jones, she's on SNL too, isn't she? I believe so. Uh, I mean, to be on, to do a, a movie. With other SNL people, you had to have been on SNL. Fair. That is a fair like a law. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> very, very true. So, um, yeah, no, I thought they were all great. Um, and I really, I really liked the quirkiness of Holtzman. Well, they all had their little quirks. Right. Which I enjoyed, because it really, it fleshes out the characters, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate, and again, little... Oh, yeah. We're going to okay. feminist up on here. I liked that there really wasn't, like, a romantic interest. There wasn't, right. like, a love story in there at all. It was just, no, we all think uh, Chris Helmsworth is a beefcake. And, okay, let's move on with our day. <laughs> Takes a sip of the coffee. What's... I don't like coffee. <laughs> 
spits it everywhere. <laughs> Can you answer the phone? It's in the phone. <laughs> what? what did he say about the fish tank? Oh, it's like a submarine for <laughs> fish. <laughs> he wears glasses without like lenses in them because the lenses would get dirty, so he just popped them out. It's 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 hysterical. It's like really really funny. Well, I thought that the floating hot dog would signify that. <laughs> Well, the girls are just selling it amazingly well, too. It's cause, I mean, if they're, like, Christian Wiig and Kate McKinnon were on uh, SNL, so they're very good at, like, not breaking. Right. I'd love to see, like, the outtakes from this movie of them just sitting there while he just takes that over and over and over, and we're doing different, like, versions of it. Melissa McCarthy, too, I think she's a pretty good, uh, I believe she has some uh, improv in her past, so she's pretty, well, we've seen her in, like, the, uh, what do you call it, the outtakes from Spy. She's pretty good about keeping a straight face, which I enjoy. But uh, the shit with the wonton soup I thought was hilarious, too. Yeah, that was good. Just Came the little moments like times, that yeah. are nice, where it's just this, like, running humor throughout throughout the um, the movie. Yeah, they, they did... Um, they did set up a checkoff gun um, that they paid off, but... It was kind of weird how they paid it off. Remember, Kate McKinnon, Holtzman, she busts out the table of sidearms. Mm-hmm. She's like, pick one. I want that oh, one. Oh, oh, it's oh, not, no, no, it's no, not you ready can't, yet. It's not right, ready right, yet. Right, right. And then Kristen Wiig does use it. Oh, and it didn't really make it. I thought it was that gun, but I was like, Right. Eh. Yeah. I was more stoked with Holtzman's, like, uh, pistols that she that- had. That may have been my favorite scene in the whole movie. That was awesome. Yeah, because you got the theme song going in the background. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to get distracted, but we did talk about things we did not like, but let's finish talking about this awesome scene. Yeah. So uh, at the climax of the movie, they're fighting this, like, um, like they've torn open this, uh, a possessed Chris Helmsworth has uh, torn open this portal um, into the ghost realms, the nether realms or whatever. And all of these ghosts, like, like they, like, bring back, like, an older version of New York City and there's, like, pilgrims and, like, revolutionaries. Missed opportunity for a Hamilton joke! <laughs> I was waiting for Lin-Manuel to come, like, waltzing on screen. Um, well, this... <sighs> this movie was so packed with Easter eggs that I don't know that you could have fit it in there. Oh, you could have done it. <laughs> but, um... What's your name, man? Could have done it. Could have happened. I, I wanted that hammer scene. You got the picture. We got the picture at the end. In the credits. Yes, we really wanted uh, Mr. Helmsworth, the uh, proper Helmsworth, to pick up. Because we just saw a movie with the lesser Helmsworth. Uh, we got the proper one. Uh, we wanted him to pick up a hammer and just kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah. Because it's like, hammer. it's fucking Thor. Come right. on, you're killing me here. Well, and they really didn't shy away from... So I mean, he's sitting there being interviewed by them. He was like, "I tried the acting thing for a while." <laughs> Though he still has his headshots. Do you like me playing saxophone or listening to saxophone? <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> it's amazing. It's delightful. Um, I, I just really hope all those pictures are available for download. There's no way they're it not. needs to be in a coffee table book. Yes, yes, it does. And if it's not, we need to make one. Um, one thing that I found, I was watching the movie, thoroughly enjoying it, we get the Ecto-1 coming out, and they start with the, like, remade version of the theme song. I almost walked out of the theater. I'm like, what, we, we, uh, what's, what's going on? This is offensive to my ears. What are you doing? I mean, I know the reason they did it. 
Well, because they do it with everything. Well, in particular, it's Sony, so they have their music arm, so they need a new song, or or they need... No one is downloading no. that, Bob. Because the, 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 the original song is perfect. I don't need Fall Out Boy doing a fucking... And I don't even know if it's Fall Out Boy. It was. <laughs> I don't need Fall Out Boy doing a cover of the original Ghostbusters song. The original Ghostbusters song is perfect. So perfect that Huey Lewis in the News ripped it off for I Want a New Drug. <laughs> Boom. It, that song is so perfect. And it, it honestly, you could have done nothing else with it. And it, it would have no. slid right back into this movie. Put it in there. That's all you need. Yeah. I don't need this new shit. Get it out of here. Get it out of my movie. No. Um, because, yeah, it just, that wasn't, it just wasn't very good. You know? And I knew it was coming. I knew it would be in there somewhere. I thought for sure maybe over the, like, credits. Because they do use the actual, like, song quite a bit. Yeah, they do. Because they know. I mean, even, know. When, even when he's sliding the piano across the floor. Right, you get the you first. You hear the couple, couple notes. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, for as much stuff as they jammed in there, I was perfectly fine with the past majority of it. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like, like I wasn't looking at my watch. Like, uh, I do need to order Papa John's pizza right now though. That product placement worked really well for you. <laughs> I wanted like a nice hoagie or something. Cause they're talking about, Oh, we ordered some sandwiches. And I was like, I want a sandwich. <laughs> Uh, you know what you needed when they threw this threw the sandwich back? Pringles? No. That was pretty funny. No. <laughs> I forgot about no, that. She's, <laughs> a little help. <laughs> the character's perfect. Um no, when the when like uh Melissa McCarthy throws the sandwich away and it comes right back, I wanted it to cut back to John Hamm saying the bubble's nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you have to have the hook hand. So. <laughs> you know, I was actually like, there was a, a, a extra that looked like John Hamm, and I was like, "Is that John Hamm? Did we shoehorn John Hamm into this movie?" Well, and you know, you could you could see in this movie, and you, you know, the same thing happened in Star Wars. All of the periff characters are people we know, and they're people who clearly just they wanted to be part of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. They're fans of the show. Or the fans of the movie, and um, they just wanted to be part of it. Right. Well, and I think the one criticism that you could give Force Awakens, which I fucking loved, um, was that it was a little bit very close to the first Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. which I didn't have a problem with. It's fine. You're taking that basic framework, and you're creating something, you know, new. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Fine with it. The Starkiller-based stuff kind of bothered me, but whatever. Fine. Right. This didn't do that. No. Which I appreciated. Yeah, it, it veered enough. Away. The story was different enough. Right. Um, that it, you know, really worked. I liked that they, you know, they didn't try to reproduce the proton packs exactly. Right. Well, it's know, nice because updated. it's just kind of right. They're creating them as the movie goes on, and they're upgrading them, and they're making them. It's an organic process in the world of the movie, not just, oh, well, we have these now. And they expanded on it with the grenades, the wood chipper thing. Right. Uh, and the pistols, which I really enjoyed. Like, I was I was like, okay, I'm going to do Amethyst for Halloween this year, and maybe for a comic convention before uh, Halloween, because, yeah, I'm 32, and because I like playing a dress-up. Because it's costume? Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I was like, oh, kind of want to be Holtzman. Shit. 
and it'd be really fun to make a proton pack. <laughs> be a lot of fun. So uh, I got some uh, life decisions I've got to make in the next uh, couple weeks here. Um, though I should just have an amethyst costume because, because you know. I, you can probably put it together in ten minutes by going through your dresser. No, there's shit I need to get. Mm-hmm. You need the whip. Well, I can make a whip. I've done that before. That's not difficult. Me and Eric did that. We were bored on, uh, we were doing this thing for work. Not work. We were doing this thing for school. And they weren't using us, like, fucking at all on this, like, set. So we just went in the prop room and we just started, like, making shit. Like, we did, uh, some screen printing. We made a whip for some reason. I don't really remember why. But it turned out pretty well. We did it all with electrical tape. Came out nicely. Mm. So, yeah. But, um... No, I like how everything kind of grew organically from the world of the movie. Like, the logo. There's the guy who was doing the spray painting. And you know, because they're not showing it as soon as they show it, it's going to be the fucking logo. But I enjoyed the way they kind of, like, did that instead of just, oh, well, this is just our logo now. Like, no, okay, that's cool. And you see from, like, um, the first time they try to, you know, use the proton packs and catch a ghost... You see the evolution. Right. Okay, this isn't going to work, so we need to do this. Okay, well, that's not good. We're going to do this. And then, okay, let me make this into a bunch of other weapons, too. Well, and I did I did like that they ended up using the car as the nuclear reactor. Because you've always seen the top of the Ecto-1, and you're like, what the fuck is up there? Right, what's up there? Where, it's not just sirens. Doing? Not just sirens. So. I didn't need Slimer in this movie, though. I mean, I under- it didn't bother me, but I can understand. I know that. why he's there. I was just kind of like, "Yeah, you guys, you guys, you're good enough to stand on your own. You don't need to harken back to the first movie." Though I did enjoy the cameos. Cameos are good, which I think you needed to do. do you, what, did you, what did you think of Dan Aykroyd's cameo? I was fine with it. I didn't need him that much in the movie. I wanted more Bill Murray and uh, Ernie Hudson. You knew he was coming, too. It's like, oh, you have an uncle, do you, Patty? Where's that uncle, Patty? I want to meet your uncle. Um. <laughs> I, I really did enjoy when they were going to look for a new space, and they go into the... They go to the firehouse. They go to the firehouse, right. and the woman tells her the price. I can't <laughs> She's remember. like, oh, burn it out. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Because <laughs> that's exa- exactly, exactly... Yes. $21,000. And that rent was low, man. Yeah. That's like, that's not a Manhattan rent. That's at least four grand. Come on. Uh, Oh, those poor firemen. New movie comes out, they're just going to get bombarded. Oh, you don't think they're bombarded anyway? Oh, they are. Because they have the sign up. I I know they are, because I I was watching something where someone went to visit, and they're like, it's not a, a... so obnoxious, like, it's like every, like, five minutes, someone stops by and take a picture. But, you know, a new movie comes out that's just gonna be flood. And deluging. Um, I did greatly enjoy that they were filmed at the BU Castle. We were sitting there, and I'm like, it looks like the BU Castle. They're supposed to be in New York. Okay, maybe not. And then we, like, you know, they do their thing, and they come back, and I'm like, no, that's definitely the BU Castle. Mm-hmm. You were just there, like, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, for- I thought we shoehorned Zach Woods in there, because we just got to shoehorn him into everything now. He was the guy at the beginning. Oh. Tall, lanky guy. Yeah, okay. we, we just got to cram him in everything, and I'm all about it. Like, just do it, man. 
Um, yeah, overall, I was really surprised by this movie. Genuinely surprised, which is nice. Yeah. Which is very nice, because I think we were just going to go. Okay, we have something to talk about, because we haven't done a podcast in a little while. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. But no, it was really, really good. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyable. Indeed. Um, I think the key, though, is going in with, like we said earlier, just... Um, Though, I think it would be funny even if you went in expecting it to be funny. I got it. You know, I've I've thought about this a little bit recently about, you know, going into movies with expectations. Cause, and, of course, you, we everyone went into, as much as you wanted to try and pull it back, everyone went in Star Wars with the highest of expectations. And it paid off. It did. Um, For some. Some people are just heartless killjoys who can't enjoy anything. I can't imagine who you're thinking of. Heartless Killjoys. Is there someone specific that I might be thinking of? Are you thinking of someone specific? No. Oh, you're just thinking of the general. Just people in general oh, okay. who didn't like The Force Awakens, because okay. I don't understand how I you can... I, I was getting the sense you had someone no, in mind. No, 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 no. I don't understand how you can walk out of that movie and not just feel pure, unadulterated joy. Understood. Um, Though a woman was uh, Force-sensitive, so I guess that's reason to get really pissed off. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know that the low expectations thing really genuinely works. I think it can, I think it can prevent you from being mad at a movie. But we went into this with pretty low expectations, though. We did, but, you know, there have been movies I've gotten into with low expectations and even still. Oh, no, and it meets them. Uh, see, world, colon, Jurassic. (laughs) We should re- no no. I was gonna say we should re- uh, rewatch. We'd that have to rewatch it. I'm never watching that movie again. We, yeah, no, that no. was that was no, that good. was how not to do. You walked out of that movie and you said you liked it. So I liked that movie the first time I watched it because um, I mean I'm just such a homer for it. I'm gonna enjoy it, but the more I thought about it, and I tried to watch it again on a plane ride. And the more I thought about it, the more, since then I've just gotten more and more negative on that movie. I think I turned to you no less than seven times and was like, I am the maddest I have ever been while but, watching a movie. Yeah. So, oh, look. Our, but there's a I, way to play low, to nostalgia. Yes, there are. And I how think low they, was what? How low were expectations for Batman v Superman, Colin? Dawn of Justice. Well, we went into that one thinking it was going to be fun bad. And we reached a level, a... The last airbender level of beyond fun bad. Which we don't reach too often. Right. It's, it's out there. It is a dark and desolate place. But I tried watching Last Airbender without the uh, riff tracks. I got five minutes in and I was like, you know what? There are better ways to spend an hour and a half... Uh, to Aloha Eats and let's throw on the cartoon! <laughs> but then, he, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going with that. I'm, I, But I think if you had higher expectations for this movie... I think it would have been met, because I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Like, I, you know, got what I wanted out of it, you know? Now, uh... Um, I don't normally laugh, like, a laugh at a comedy. Or you'll be like, oh, that's funny, you know? We were, like, laughing out loud during this. Yeah. Like, you were losing your shit at that hot dog thing. 
I mean, it's a hot dog thing, so of course. Well, and if you start with the, <clears throat> the ghost with tits. Yes. And you're like... She's like, oh, really? But then we escalate from the way we go, like... The 7-Eleven Yeah, the 7-Eleven logo. <laughs> Which is like... Oh, you mean 7 <laughs> This is the best product placement I've oh, ever seen. Oh, for sure. Seen. Well, it's doing it in a clever way, right. right? Not just, like, the Papa John's thing where it's like, oh, well, we're... Eating, oh, well, pizza. We're eating Papa John's. Um, when clearly all they eat is Chinese, so... Right. In <laughs> uh, hoagies. God damn, I'm hoagie now. Um, let's get a nice sandwich. And then the, the dog house, or it was the house. No, just a house with the hot dog, <laughs> hot dog above dog. it. And you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it escalates to a point of just randomness that's like outstanding. Um, but yeah, um, overall, I think they got the humor spot on. Um, and, and they established their own. It's its own thing. Like, right. if, it, if you're going to do a reboot of something. Or make a remake, because I wouldn't even call it a remake, because it's, it, it's like that's, it's not even a soft reboot, it's a reboot, right? Yeah. Because it's not trying to do it in-universe like Jurassic World did. Right. It's just, no, this is just a reboot, and... It, it's like an alternate universe in a comic. That's probably the best way, it's like the Earth 2 Ghostbusters. Right. It's just, an, it's just, a, it's just its own thing, it takes some core ideas... And, and runs with them. Just goes. Yeah. Which I think is probably the best way to do it. Well, now, my only worry is because... I was going to... I, think I have... You know, you know exactly what I'm going to say. Yes. Because I have seen Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh. And I have... Oof. Yeah. Erica doesn't care about Star Trek. I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times on uh, our discussions. But I fucking hate that movie. Like, don't, well, don't. 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 Just don't. So we stay through the end credits because I don't understand how you sit through a summer blockbuster and don't... One, you should always watch the credits because those people busted their ass to make that movie. And two... More importantly. Two, <laughs> there's always a stinger scene at the end of the shit. So we do have a stinger scene. Yep. And they mention Zool. Which I'm like... So... Which is funny that they mention Zool and not Gozer because... Gozer was the, the main villain, but everyone always remembers Zool. Zool. It's just like, oh, no, guys, let's not. Yeah, I that, it was such a, like, oh. It was like, we've avoided doing this up until now. Right. Don't. Just don't. I mean, they, it was almost like they were going for the end of Batman Begins, where <laughs> you get the Joker card. That's so perfect, though. And it makes sense. I was with my dad in the theater, and I think I, like, I, like, let out a little shriek of joy, because it was just like, holy fuck. I mean, it could also... It I wonder may- if it's to gauge interest. Because if, if, if you get on... If, if they... If, you know, if you, as the um, internet community, go online and say, God, no, don't do Zool, don't do Zool, don't do Zool... You know, uh, it could also just be a throwback to the to the first. That's film. what I'm hoping it is. Is they just threw that in there for the sake of throwing it in there? I thought they were going to do the fart thing again, <laughs> and I was a little disappointed when they didn't, because fart jokes are always funny. But when they said Zool, I was like, oh no, guys, we've avoided like, you know, not ripping off the first one, but I'm going to say ripping off the first one. Don't do that. Don't like. Come on, you're better than that, because it genuinely is. Well, and I thought, 
it was cool what they did with the ley lines, I think they were called. Yeah. You know, and... Um, well, I like that it was a person who had, you know, he was this weird-looking dude who was like, humanity's always been, like, people have always been terrible to me, so fuck them. Right. I really liked that, where it's like, it was a guy who was trying to bring about, like, the end of the world instead of just, you know, a random haunting. Like, there was a reason for it. Right. Like, this dude trying to do this. Right. Which was also different than the first one, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So. So, I think, um... Overall, very positive. Would you recommend people go see Ghostbusters? I think you should go see it. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty funny. I mean, if you like... It's just... Yeah, I'd give it a shot. Because it's not... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't the shameless ripoff I was worried it was going to be. And it's much better than the uh, lowest common denominator trailers make it out to be. Yeah, because there really wasn't that much lowbrow humor in there. Mm-mm. There were a couple things and... <laughs> Well, the slime stuff, I was kind of like, okay, but then she has the line at the final battle where she's like, it's like it's specifically coming for me, which I really, it was like, okay, all right, I like that. Right, it paid off. That little, like, thing in there, because it's not just for the sake of it, it's like, no, there's a, we're leading up to a joke. I was a little sad that um, the weird guy from Silicon Valley, um... Survived his encounter. Yeah, I thought for sure he was. He was, he dead. was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach Woods. Zach Woods. Yeah, I okay. believe that's his name at least. Um, I love him. I, he needs to have like a more major role in the something. friend from the league. Uh, uh, I would also. Rec- well, he was in the league, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was a, he was a weird <laughs> the guy. Weird friend from the league. Right. Uh, I would also recommend uh, that you go see Ghostbusters. Uh, 2016. Um, and I would say, if you've listened this far, you know everything that happened, but um, I would say it is okay if you don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not for everybody. Right. I thought it was really, really funny, because, mm-hmm. you know, I like... It, it's not the same kind of humor as the first one, but it's still stuff that I find humorous. I would just... if you If you do watch it and you don't like it, you don't like the humor... Just it's not because it's women. No performing. Uh, no, that's yeah, right. That's it's not because to say, it's just not your type of humor. Right, that there aren't assholes out there who are like, well, women can't be funny and. Blah, right. blah, blah. But no, if you don't like a movie, you don't like a movie. I mean, whatever. That's not a big deal. I mean, there's people out there that don't like, The Dark Knight, which I fucking don't understand. But hey, you're entitled to your opinion, man, and you liking it or not liking it. Doesn't fucking affect the way I enjoy it, you know? I'm gonna keep living my life the way I'm living my life. Right. So, I don't need a bunch of people to like something in order for me to get any enjoyment out of it. I'm a fan of fucking Waterworld, man, so... <laughs> it is a lonely path I tread. <laughs> um, so, um... Any final thoughts on Ghostbusters? No, I think we've said all that needs to be said. Yeah. So looking uh, forward, uh, to... <laughs> you know what else is coming out this summer? If I'm being perfectly honest. Well, because <laughs> we didn't get any decent trailers. The one, the Trolls movie, I really like like the look of it. The visual style was like right. interesting, but it it it, it, um, it gave trailers me for this movie were shit. That's the only one that I really remember. Oh, there was that Nerve movie too that I was like, okay, if it's gonna be like, you know, fun like romp, and then it like veers into like. <clears throat> That's, the purge territory. Uh, well, you know what it is? It's another one of those somebody's making you do stuff you don't want to do movies. Yeah. That's 
Like, I saw the game. You know, I'm good. Right. And, you know, if you enjoy it, you, you might enjoy it, but it's definitely not something I think either one of us would enjoy. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember. Oh, Sully. Oh, we got a couple different uh, Tom Hanks trailers. Yeah, we get two times, yeah. For some reason, we're making a movie about... I mean, this is also the summer where we're getting a deep water fucking Horizon movie, which, kindly go fuck yourself. Right. I mean, at least this, there's, like, a dude, like, a central character that you could, in theory, like, follow, I guess. I don't understand, like, I don't know if there is actually more to the story than this, but in my mind, that accident... Was right. I got it. Pilot saves day. Yeah, I'm good. I really Why does give it a have shit. to be right. a controversy around it? No, I'm good. Why does it have to be? When's the last? You know, when was the last time you had a drink? Right. I don't give a fuck about. I don't that. care. The guy. He saved 150 people's lives. I'm right. good. I'm solid. That's all there is. Don't care. I don't need the whole. Sh- how are, how are you making a movie out of that? Oh, they're making a movie out of it. And then there was the, uh, I Inferno. guess, Dan Brown had another book. I guess. I don't know. Now, I read The Da Vinci Code. I believe I read Angels and Demons. They're fine. They're, you know, trashy beach reads. I didn't realize he had another book. Apparently this one is about, like, ooh, Dante's Inferno was, like, a prophecy or whatever. And there's, like, this plague that's going to be, like, though I turned to you halfway through the trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah, we could use another plague. Yeah, I'm into that. Why are you trying to stop that, Tom Hanks? With your CGI face? Because it was funny because you get, like, normal-age Tom Hanks. Because Tom Hanks is old now. And yes, that's fine. he's very old. He's old. And as uh, Sully, the airplane captain, it's like, okay, he's playing his own age. No, they're trying to make him in this Inferno movie. Like, in his 50s. Right, and it's like, uh, you are, you are not enough. fooling anyone, Tom right. Hanks, and it is totally fine. Um, yeah, we got that, we got, so, and that may have been it, maybe there was one more. Yeah, yeah, nothing I remember. But yeah, um, well, we saw the poster for the McDonald's movie. Why? I I don't know. Why? I I actually want to see a trailer for it, because I want to see the premise for how you're gonna make this movie. I don't, I don't know. Um... You know what I do want to go see? I want to see that Shallows movie. Shallows. That's the one with the shark that's fucking with Blake Lively. No, it looks like a genuinely, like, a good movie. I like a good shark thriller. (laughs) So you can have the mayor from Jaws? (laughs) Don't ever compare me to the mayor (laughs) from Jaws! Um, I don't know what else is... We have Star Trek Beyond, but I have no desire to see that. Idris isn't that, though. And that would be the only reason that I would go. I mean, I may go because Harry's going to be out. Oh, is that that week? That'll probably be uh, something you guys can go do. Right, one night. And I get to sit here alone and play Fallout 4. Mm -hmm. Still months later for some reason. Well, we just went to Boston, so I'm running around. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting my $60 worth out of the game. Why are you complaining about this? Um... So, yeah, Star Trek Beyond's coming out. Oh, we have Suicide Squad later this year That's as well. the other one. I think you're going to be in L.A., though, right? I think... Uh, when does that come out? It's like August 6th. Yeah, I'm, I'll am i be out that weekend, so we can watch that. We'll go, like, that Tuesday or something. I don't want to be part of the weekend gross for that anyway. 
It's tricking me with that one trailer, Bob. Well, that's the thing. I don't have any trust for the DC Murderverse. Not after these two Superman movies, no. Uh, but it's not... The only saving grace is it's not directed by Zack Snyder. Yes. Uh, it, I, Though I, I am kind of like, go away, Jared Leto. I do not give a fuck about your version of the Joker. But, I mean, you do have Will Smith in there, and, I mean, say what you will about Will Smith. He's got some charisma. He can be fun to watch in the movie. Yes, he is. And it'd be cool to see some of these other, like, lesser villains on the screen. And you're getting your first cinematic version of Harley Quinn. Well, I don't appreciate her not being in her Batman the Animated Series outfit. That was never going to happen. So Yeah. Can't we just go back and watch Batman the Animated Series? Sure. I'm always up for that. <laughs> Even Batman Beyond. Definitive version of Batman, Batman the Animated Series was. It really is. It is. For people our age, for sure. We could do a whole like hour on that. Right. But um, we do have to go to work tomorrow. That's the only yeah. problem with these Thursday night movies. Yeah. But, um... And then after that, I, I don't know. Not, not, there's not, there's, there's like that September, early October desert for movies. Um, while they're waiting for the holidays to come. Mm -hmm. But I can't even think of, oh, you got Rogue One. Uh, and I think we're getting Doctor Strange this year, aren't we? We are getting Doctor yeah. Strange. Um. With, uh, Cumberbatch doing his American accent? House impression. Like, stop it, please. Like, just stop, just stop it. Likewise. All superheroes are American. Why? That's God boring. damn it. Well, black but, Panther was an American. He's from Wakanda. Yeah, but he's black. So it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Racist. So, on that, uh, where yes. can the fine people find you? Uh, I am usually on uh, Lady Near the Lake on the Twitters. I have not been uh, watching too much wrestling lately. Though I do have to catch up with the uh, Cruiserweight Classic is going on on... Uh, the network right now. I heard Triple H one. He probably did, because he's totally a cruiserweight. And I am way behind on Lucha Underground, so I need to get the uh, second season of that on uh, iTunes. But uh, mostly I'm just bitching about uh, Trump being the Republican nominee. So I do a lot of bitching about that on Twitter these days. So. <laughs> and oh, and Jake Arietta beard appreciation posts. Ah, uh, yes. Because that fucker is majestic as hell. Yeah, very true. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the new Time Lord. Um, bitching about Metro. Bitching about Metro, um, which is still light years above the L. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, bhenny22. Um, posting random shit. And then we did. Uh, we got confingershark.com. Uh, yep. We will have uh, quite a bit of Steven Universe coverage uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, if you're into uh, cartoon shows for children, which I very much am. Yep, and uh, you know we have a there are you know a couple shows going on right now. We have uh, Conspiracy Bros. There's Conspiracy Bros. There's uh, Beach City Nights, which is the aforementioned uh, Steven Universe show. Uh, they just changed the name of um, it's Cartridger. Cartridge blowers. No, it's cartridge sharks now. It's not cartridge blowers anymore. They changed it. Oh, cartridge sharks. They're trying to make it as difficult as possible to say. Okay. Yes. E that's, Eric, it's Eric, Eric, if I don't promote your show correctly, it's because I can't say it. <laughs> um, 
And as far as uh, Beyond the Red Waste goes, um, we are planning to do a rewatch and to podcast a rewatch. Uh, we're probably we have a little not... extra time because yeah. uh, apparently the next season is being delayed because uh, snow. Because there isn't any snow anywhere. So lack of snow. So. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. And I did still want to do kind of a rundown of season six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, so. just to kind of go through, and I never did get a chance to uh, tell you guys uh, about my fantasy team, which oh, I ended true. up winning. So yeah, we should do. We'll do. A, we'll do a season six. We'll do kind of a, a debrief recap, and then we'll start rain. our. And then we'll do our rewatch. Yeah, so we'll see that in the coming weeks. Uh. Otherwise, that'll do it for uh, after the movie, a special presentation of Beyond the Red Waste, presented so, by presented by Confangershark.com. Have a lovely Thursday evening, folks, and hopefully your uh, drive into work on Friday is not terrible. Cheers. This has been a Confangershark production.